0: Welcome back everyone to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That is still Steven Jensen. And today we are joined from Tom talks rubbish. It is the man himself. Tom talks rubbish. Tom, how you doing buddy?
1: I'm really excited to be here guys. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we'll we'll just go ahead and get started uh, with the first question here. And that is how did you get started when it comes to interviewing wrestling media personalities on your channel?
1: so to go back a little bit further my channel sort of started during the lockdown period of the pandemic right so i basically when i first started my channel i put up anything and everything as the name suggested it was just my good self talking rubbish do you know what i mean yeah for sure and then and- sorry no go ahead and then basically I started by interviewing people in my life that were affected by the pandemic, like carers, doctors, etc. And then one night I basically stuck up this video being like, if the universe worked out, these are 10 people that it'd be very cool to interview. And Adam Pacitti from Cultaholic saw it somehow. And at that yes. time, I wasn't very good with Zoom or anything like that. So he basically told me look if you want to do it i will do the zoom call for you like set it all up help you etc and i'll edit it for you and i was like i'm sorry what because this was a hero of mine at the time do you know what i
2: mean yes yeah and i and i know um that you you have regrets about that interview i know because i know hmm. you, you felt like you were a fanboy about that you want to elaborate about, about that a little bit i thought that was interesting because i've heard i've already talked about that before
1: so yeah you are 100 percent correct i talked over him a lot during that interview i was basically asking fanboy questions and that interview didn't really have any structure do you know what i mean
2: right and you said you wish you'd had more time to prepare trying to prepare which i which i um I understand that too. Like when I first started interviewing people um, years back, I was the same kind of way where I was just really excited to be able to talk to people I was interested in, but I maybe didn't do the best job preparing. So I thought it was interesting um, how you how you talked about that.
1: You talked about that and that's interesting because the night Adam sent me the DM, he gave me two uh, opportunities to do the interview, if that makes sense. He gave me the night, why am I not in focus? No, you're good.
2: It's actually the connection is actually great. Yeah, we hear you loud and clear. So
1: I'm just not in the box for whatever reason. (laughs) But anyway, uh, he gave me two nights that he could have done, which is like the night I put the video up or a couple of days later. And in hindsight, I wish I'd gone. I'm going to take the couple of days later to do some research. Do You know what I mean?
2: Sure it was that because you, you felt it was a big opportunity though. So it was like, I, he said, he's free. Like, let's just, let's do it. It's probably, it's kind of the approach that you took is, it, that's always how I did it at first myself as well. So.
1: Mm. So can you repeat that? Sorry. My connection? Oh, sure.
2: Sure. Yeah. So ba- basically were you, you think that you, um, instead of waiting a couple of days, um, did you, did you do it because it was like, listen, he said he could do this day. I want, like he said, he's going to do it. I just want to do it. Like, so it was, you feel like you rushed it but like i felt i felt i was i was the same way when i first started getting interviews it was it was almost like i didn't want like the opportunity to pass so it was like you said you could do it this day i'm gonna do it this day
1: exactly that Stephen. you've met, you've hit nail on the head there
0: so when it comes to your your preparation style now like what what all goes into okay i know i'm interviewing this person what do you do to prepare for these interviews now
1: for example an interview that i recorded this past week that will go out in a few months is with Larson from Guy Named Uh So I will watch a lot of their live streams. I will watch previous interviews that they've done to hopefully not repeat the questions and stuff like that. And I'm really interested in how did content creators become a fan of the content they're creating? So I will look up their fandom if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, for sure um who are some people that you might study when it comes to to the interviews because you interview a lot of interviewers but who if you're not interviewing somebody who is a, a people that you might like to study of like i like their
1: style of interview i feel like everyone says this answer and i don't just want to say it just because i'm on but i love sean's style of interviewing I love uh, he's chris terrible he's great man <laughs> i love chris van vliet's style of interviewing i love Someone called, he's actually a buddy of mine, Jacob Kelly, he runs a site called the My Social Life Podcast, where basically he will talk to creators about how to grow on social media and stuff like that. I love his interview style, so I'll study him, and just people like that, really.
2: Yeah, that's a good list. That's a good list of people. Um...
1: You guys, if I know a guest has done the spotlight interview, I will find that
2: don't
0: well, don't study us that. yeah don't can,
2: don't do that you we'll put us over that's fine we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll accept I'll accept that praise um I uh I know also so you as a wrestling fan I thought I thought it was interesting to find out that you got into if I unless I am mistaken uh, you got into wrestling it was Wrestlemania 22 and it was mainly the Edge versus McFoley street fight that sucked you in as a fan and you you credit that really did for like making you a a fan right off the bat um what are your thoughts I guess to kind of let people know about you know kind of that experience because i've 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 seen your video about you explaining this but for people who may not have seen that and then also what's it like watching edge in like real time like that he's still active and you you know watching mm. him recently is you know wrestlemania
1: so I was a fan when edge was wrestling, so that match still means a lot to me do you know what I mean but to see him come back now it's like we never thought this was going to happen so it's like it's almost like a it the way i'll describe it is it'd be like for football fans if it'd be like for basketball fans i suppose if lebron could against michael jordan do you know what i mean sure we're starting to see all the dream matches and stuff that he never got so that's really cool and I'm sorry, but can you repeat the beginning of that question, Steven?
2: Yeah, just to elaborate for people who might not know, just about because, um, like, I, I mean, I could explain myself a little bit based on what I know about you. Um, from my understanding, you started renting, or essentially, you had like a blockbuster rental, a video rental store, um, in, in where you were living at the time, and that's you, that's where you started um, be, becoming a fan. As you started, you started by. Uh, by renting yeah uh, I'm assuming DVDs because of the time so it'd be DVDs that you were renting of Wrestlemania 22. I say this because I got hooked big time because of VHS tapes like because I'm you know me and Jeremy are older but um, mm. is that accurate it was you you were rent. you you had a blockbuster where you lived and that that's kind of what started it all
1: uh so it wasn't where I lived I spent a lot of time in the hospital when I was a kid so we had a blockbuster in the hospital right I right bas- I, I would basically get the tapes and take them back to my room. And there were a few VHS's actually, just to correct you. They, I said this on another interview I did recently with the Between Two Beards crew of Love Wrestling, I was like, I think my generation is the generation where VHS died. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I do remember VHS, but it's not like I remember it amazingly, if that makes sense. So I still had a few and yeah, I would just get. I I definitely didn't watch pay per views in chronological order or things like that. I'd just get. Oh, they've got WrestleMania twenty four in order. They've got WrestleMania nineteen. They've got Survivor Series two thousand and one. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yes, absolutely. I, I, was, I was the same. Then. Right, I was the same kind of way with the VHS tapes for what. So I was able to watch, you know, WCW and stuff in like the mid nineties when I was watching it, but I, to, to find out what was happening before that. And also to keep up with the pay-per-views, cause I couldn't watch pay-per-view either. It was just kind of whatever you got, whenever you got it, you just kind of had to piece together when each thing was happening, uh, kind of in hindsight. Um, and then also, so then y- you have like a gap where you couldn't watch uh Monday night wrestling. Right. And then you came back into it in like the, around 2010, 2011, and you've been like, all in since then, really, it seems like. Mm. So,
1: yeah, about 2011, 2012, I went to, for my medical needs, I went to a school that basically, the way I'll describe it, it was boarding in school, but you weren't there like 24 hours a day. You were there two days a week to basically give your parents a break from your medical needs and to give you some independent living skills. And there was this guy on what was known as the independent flat, called brandon and he basically had a wrestlemania in his bag because we could bring dvds do you know what i mean
2: sure so you couldn't watch like cable is that is that accurate like you didn't have television you could watch but you had dvds that you could bring
1: so that's partially accurate because brandon had an ipad and we would watch sky sports at the time because that's what WB. we would watch the previous so we would go to residential on the saturday right No, sorry, on the Wednesday. And we would catch up with the previous Monday Night Raw, etc.
0: I see. Okay. So now, following wrestling now, who are some of your favorites now that you like to keep up with?
1: This is going to make me sound like an AEW fanboy, but it is AEW (laughs) exclusively because in the UK, that's the thing I have the most access to. You know what I mean? It's just a lot easier to watch than, say, WWE because WWE is still on cable and AEW is on uh, an app if that makes sense
0: right i know AEW is very accessible over there and they do a bigger number than wwe uh for a lot of that stuff so as far as so aw who are some of your, your favorites when it comes to uh individual wrestlers
1: brian danielson mjf the goat the yeah. goat. i love brian danielson uh mjf uh I love Derby. I, I love this four pillars storyline, I'll say that. I'm loving this. Uh, Jericho. Like, I feel like I'm just gonna list the AEW roster. That's but, cool, uh, that's <laughs> great, but, a lot of great news. But I do love people in WWE. Like, I love Roman, I love Cody, I love people like that. And yeah. I'm just a wrestling fan. So I'm one of those people that's like, send me this clip, I think this is cool. People will send me stuff and it's like, I'm not loyal to one company, but that doesn't mean I hate another company. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely, For sure. absolutely. And uh, i that's a kind of a good uh, segue to ask this question, very important and very uh, relevant and topical. What are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes losing in the <laughs> WrestleMania main event and then getting beat down by Brock Lesnar? Or should he have just won the title WrestleMania?
1: He, I'd have been fine if he won the title, but then got beat down by Brock. I was like- yeah yeah i didn't see the point in <laughs> cody losing i i just didn't get that because yeah. it's like roman i get they want him to break is it bruno's record you guys it'll, it'll
2: it'll never break bruno's record yeah. it'll take till like 2030 to break bruno's record but yeah. but but no they want to break a thousand days that seems like the big thing. exactly
1: i get they yeah. want him to do that but it's like especially the way he won which was basically the same as his clash at the castle victory do you know what i mean yeah exactly the same it's like roman's developed into a formula now and it's like i'm bored and i'm gonna be totally honest with you do you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah
1: absolutely i I
2: absolutely know what you mean tom i agree a thousand percent
0: you're preaching to to the choir when it comes to Stevie jensen
2: there and cody rhodes should should have won he should have won i I, like i said i was fine if they did everything that they did just cody won at wrestlemania then brock beats him up that's that's complete that's a completely different thing um Mm. now we're yeah yeah this yeah yeah i I know i know you laid it out man that's exactly um so yeah good answer tom i think i was actually a great answer to that question (laughs) (laughs) who do you think should be the one to defeat roman reigns then tom
1: cody I'm sorry, yeah, right? but it have been Cody. <laughs> I will never say it, anyone else, because it should have been Cody. The story was there, and I'm going to get very frustrated now.
2: <laughs> I I think that there's a chance, because I saw on, so this will be coming out on Thursday, so by the time that this airs, Cody will have already talked on Raw, so this will either be me predicting the future or you know totally wrong. But if that dude comes out there and says, the next time he challenges for the title, if he doesn't win, he can never challenge for the title again. And it's like the same thing. Please as, uh... don't
1: do that. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Please.
2: I know. I'm so, uh, I'm so scared. Anyways.
1: Don't <laughs> do corner in AEW <laughs> doing that. Please don't do that.
2: Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, what was your favorite match from WrestleMania this year?
1: Oh, f- this is going to sound, again, like an obvious answer, but Gunter versus Sheamus and Drew McIntyre.
2: Yeah, great match.
0: It was a fantastic match. Tom, are you excited? I know you were looking to potentially go to to Wembley Stadium. So two part question here, uh for the AEW show. One, uh are you excited to, to, to potentially go there? And two, like have you have you been to a live wrestling event? What was your experience like there?
1: So I went I've been to my local wrestling. Like I I'm gonna try and do this, but i'm wearing a wrestle t-shirt which is basically my local promotion if that makes sense so i've been yeah. to a lot of local, and i really want to i've put this on twitter so many times but i'm like one way or another i'm gonna be at that wembley stadium show and also one way or another i want to be in philly next year mm. i had a lot of FOMO this year especially <laughs> i've become more involved in the wrestling media do you know what i mean
2: sure yeah For sure I- yeah yeah, that would be a, a heck of a trip for you to come out here to Philly. Um, that'd be awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. I, I'm really glad I didn't go all the way out to California to be disappointed. That would have been really rough with the Cody thing. But, um, so a, a question about uh, just uh, speaking of like interviewing people and and that kind of stuff and being kind of part of uh, more part of Wrestle media, what's it been like working with uh, Cassidy Haynes over there at Body
1: Slam? Oh, Cassidy Haynes is the boy. Like Cassidy is not only a, the, an amazing content creator, but he's one of my closest friends. I'll say that in wrestling media, he is one of my closest friends. Even if we don't talk about wrestling media every day, we talk just a, a "Are you okay, bud?" text. Do you know what I mean?
2: That's good. He's a good guy. I roomed. Um, I, room, I room I roomed with Cass during the weekend of Jimmy's wedding. So we're yeah, good people.
0: Um, Cass. Cass is one of the best people and I I want to be mean to him because that's the bit but speaking honestly yes Cass is absolutely with the absolute best of us in, in wrestling media and we like, could all be more like Cass His place would
1: be a lot better I agree and I always feel quite honored to work at the because at the end of the day I just did what I was doing which was an interview with him I'm going to tell the story of how WrestleWatch came about if that's okay yeah absolutely uh basically i just did an interview with him and i then said to him i then got a dm the day the interview went live or a couple of days later sorry cass if i'm misremembering love you buddy but like he basically sent me a dm being like try and pitch a show for body slam because i'd love to work with you more and i'm like what <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah
0: and yeah. then so uh you know had. How- so how did the wrestle watch come along? Obviously that was the show you pitched, but did you have other ideas? And what, why'd you settle on wrestle watch?
1: No, I didn't have any other ideas at that time for me. <laughs> and it was basically, I don't have any friends to watch wrestling with.
2: Relatable that's by the way, a lot of people that are watching this, that are in the chat right now, we all know how that feels Very, It's a very relatable sentiment, not having friends to watch wrestling with. So it is cool. And that's a big part of like, why I like doing these kind of shows um and why uh, i think a lot of people get into like talking about wrestling uh, whether it's like wrestling media or just like reviewing stuff or youtube or twitch or whatever it's like just so you have other wrestling fans to talk to like for real versus like even twitter is, is weird because stuff gets so lost in translation and the tone yeah. and stuff like you only have so many words you can text you know so no, that's cool that's cool that you had that and then uh did you got to do it with a guy like Cass over there at body slam like that's uh that's good stuff
1: i oh. I will say this because the podcast has been on hiatus for a little while, just due to my personal life and Cass's personal life. Because I don't know how much he wants me to say, but I'm sure you guys know how it is when you try and do a podcast with Sean, where Cass runs the site. It's like it's hard to pin each other down. Do you know what I mean? Especially with the time difference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That time difference is is brutal. Um, Cass doesn't. <laughs>
1: Cast that's true.
2: Cass doesn't sleep. That is <laughs> no, true. that's
1: true. But this is the thing with my medical needs. We were starting to do the podcast sometimes at like midnight my time, and it's like this was towards. I haven't told this story before, so you guys are getting a bit of an exclusive. This was okay. towards sort of. I don't want to say a bad period in my YouTube channel, but like the period where I was obsessed with getting a hundred interviews. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do 100 interviews in a year, and that was it, whether it be – whether they were good interviews, bad interviews, sight in between. I just wanted to say I did 100 interviews in a year. Looking back, not the best strategy. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Is it your church trying to, like, force it?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to force it, and I would do an interview, and then they'd go up the day off, which was killing me because i used to have this thing in my head right where it was like this has got to be edited before i go to bed so i'd record with the person at like nine ten o'clock my time and then be up till three in the morning editing and yeah sorry jeremy
0: i was gonna say yeah and the editing i mean what a lot of people don't know is that takes more time than the interview because the interview just goes by and the editing is like all right i gotta insert this here i gotta mess with this year like that's the time-consuming part of a lot of this
1: Mm. and then I just sort of had this moment where I was like this isn't healthy and it was actually my girlfriend that was like we haven't done a FaceTime call in over four months at that time I think like we used to FaceTime in the evenings do you know what I mean we don't live together right and she was like we haven't done one in for like four months and that's because i was doing interviews every evening and then editing straight away and i was like you know what you're right why am i doing it like this do you know what i mean
2: yeah Uh, too much too much stress for like there's a balance there between being like ambitious and wanting to like do good work but also like uh like burning out and and like you know there's definitely, there's definitely like a line there that I definitely I, I feel like I understand what you're saying but like like putting yourself in a, into a quarter almost of like I have to do this, When in reality, like you actually don't have to do this. Like you, you do, like it's gonna be okay if you don't. Like just keep having fun with it. You know Is that kind of what what it was like?
1: One hundred percent, and that was the reason the podcast went on hiatus was also that, and then a couple of things in our personal lives where it was like me and Cash just need to find a time. That works for both of us and we're slowly coming around to that do you know what i mean yeah
2: absolutely I, another guy i wanted to ask you about real quick um before i forget is anthony um i can't remember i think he introduced me to you or vice versa i've known you guys for about the same amount of time but uh anthony from uh anthony talk um what?
1: oh the boy i love that guy
2: yeah yeah he's he's what, right a great guy honestly i mean I've, I've been on his show multiple times another one where it's tough with the time difference but um if you'd like to talk about anthony a little bit um give him a little bit of a shout out because i you know you, i i know that you guys have um a relationship as well
1: mm. so again anthony is another guy that has the same medical needs as me cerebral palsy i don't know if you guys know what that is
2: absolutely yeah if you but if you want to talk about it like feel free
1: like if you know basically my legs work but like they don't this, i'm not the way i'll describe it is my legs are constantly numb and like I'm in a wheelchair, I can walk a bit, I can not. So anyway, back to the original thing. Anthony saw my uh, Adam Petiti interview and was like, "If you want to have me on your channel, I'll do what uh, Anthony, what Adam did for you." I was like, "Yeah, cool, man." And ever since then, me and him have just had a relationship very similar to my cast relationship, which is we check in every day. It's like, "Are you doing okay, dude?" And st- do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm.
0: So what do you like to do when you mentioned trying to do a hundred interviews and the thing with, with this job is it's so much content creation and it's very easy to get burned out. And if you're not having fun with this stuff, then it it just becomes a job. And that's no fun because it's covering wrestling, right? Like it's talking to friends about wrestling, things like that. Like it's supposed to be fun. So like when you feel you're reaching that point, what are some things you like to do?
1: if i did this to you guys <laughs> you'll know what i'm saying right I, I love my boxing i don't know if you guys have seen my videos i have absolutely
2: yes, yeah i appreciate yeah. You, when you when you tag me in those too. by the way it's uh it's motivating yeah absolutely
1: so my one of my carers is an absolute guy his name is neil if he watches this big love to you Neil. like uh and he basically started to treat me that like you don't have to hang out with your friends all the time. We can go do cool things like boxing and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, we go to this, I say this with love, if anyone from my boxing crew is watching this, but like, it's, it's a run down gym, but it's in the best possible way. Do you know what I mean?
2: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's
1: like, you know how when you go to a normal gym, you can't really smell anyone sweating unless you're really close to them.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you go into this one, it's like, Yep, we're in the right place because it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like because they have it's like an old school gym. It's like every like we've had to stop buying our own equipment because everything's ripped and stuff, and like you can tell people have been busting their humps if you know what I mean. So boxing's my main outlet. My little part-time job is my main outlet at the cinema.
2: What do you do at the cinema?
1: So basically, I'm the guy. I don't know how it works in the states, but before you go in you have to give your tickets to someone so they can check the date they can id you and stuff like that i'm that guy
2: sure catch yeah absolutely yeah we have best Um, people in the states have you guys been busy for the mario movie
0: yep
1: so (laughs) today at time of recording right i worked today and in total we had and i also worked wednesday we had in total, my boss told me this. We've had seven hundred and fifty people since the Ma- Mario movie came out on Wednesday. Wow.
0: It's a it's a big hit. Have you seen it?
1: Nope, but I'm going Monday, so no spoilers, please. <laughs> yeah, no
2: spoilers no nice. okay. either for I, me. Yeah, I won't I'm going it. I'm going not this week but next week. I have like Monday the twenty fourth off of work. Um that's like a big weekend um where i got gcw on friday battle slam on sunday and i'm just gonna take that day off monday to go see the mario movie so looking forward. To that. i'm
1: because ta- part of an employee perk i suppose is we get into go we get to go in for nothing like
2: yes nice
1: we just, we just have to flash a card and be like dude can you give me a ticket please do you know what i mean
2: yes what about popcorn and stuff any any deal get, skis there
1: there's one thing i will say Shout out to anyone from my cinema if they're watching this. It's so expensive, the concessions, right? The popcorn and stuff that you go to somewhere else, right? Before you go in there. Everyone does yeah. it. Like, we say this, but sure. we get like 40% off. Okay. That's not so,
2: That's yeah.
1: Me and my sister are both said We're going to go watch it because she's already seen it, but she's like, yeah, I want to see it again. Let's go.
2: Oh, nice. How old is she?
1: She's 18 and I'm 24
2: so cool
1: she's just slowly started so the way I phrased it to her was I remember Mario she's thought sort of remembers do you know what I mean yes yeah
2: absolutely and then we and Jeremy were playing it on you know the Super Nintendo so mm, I yes. mean I had that 64. Like... <laughs> yes. shout absolutely. out to my
1: stepdad who's in the other room that was like the first thing he ever gave me was his Nintendo 64.
2: nice yes and I played Someone
1: that would... I loved that by the way
2: yeah, still one of my favorite games of all time, Super Mario 64. Still I totally agree. holds up. I agree. You can play those games on like the Switch now. They have like the old,
0: uh,
1: the like retro thing
0: on the Switch.
2: Yeah, yeah. have yeah, I've I've still got a working N64 <laughs> like in my living room. Like I can just play oh. Super Mario 64 right now on the yep, on the old on the old setup. So Ooh, there true. you go.
1: Know. I haven't played cool. it for ages, but I want to play it again before Monday if I can
2: yes
0: yeah you guys you guys will enjoy the movie I, no spoilers i'll just say you guys will enjoy the i'm movie
1: very excited because that's one thing that's cool about the cinema you do get a gauge of when people come out the film you do get a gauge of yeah that was terrible that was really yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> and we've seen nothing but smiling faces when people have come out
0: good good yeah my, my kids really enjoyed it when when we went to go see it the other day so you guys will you guys will have a good time time with it uh tom who are some of the people that you would like to interview that you've not interviewed yet
1: so this is sort of going to lead to the reason that i asked to be on here right now (laughs) when we was discussing it i'm sure steven knows because we've discussed it and i'm sure jeremy knows right
0: i'm not told anything nobody tells me anything around here
1: what interviews going up this week is an interview with the great man that is sean ross Sapp.
2: yep it's going to be coming out like, you're going to hear this interview on Thursday, and then it comes out on what, the 15th, yours? The 14th. The so 14th. The Friday. Okay. Oh, so literally the day after. So, tomorrow, if you guys see this tomorrow, you can watch this interview Tom's talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. So, that was a big bucket list one. And that was one that I never thought was going to happen because big love to Sean because he's always been very good to me with the boxing, with any time I've done work with you guys. Like, he's been nothing but cool. Do you know what I mean? But he, for whatever reason, you guys might know the reason, I don't, and that's cool. I like it to remain a mystery. He said, he put a tweet out a few months ago just being like, until further notice, I'm not doing any shows unless it's outside, unless it's fightful, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I remember that
1: tweet. I, Yeah. So, and then, as I did 100 interviews last year, I was getting close to 150 episodes overall. And I just put out this, I just shot my shot and said, I know you have said you're not doing any interviews, but I'm approaching 150 episodes. Would love to for you to be my 150 guests. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And shockingly, well, not shockingly, but I think he said, he said, yeah. And you guys can correct me on this i think sean respected me because he'd seen some of my work and bits like that but also you good people have been on my channel and correct me if i'm wrong on this i never said to you during the interview hey if you want to put a good word in with sean that would be cool Do you know what i mean
2: right no you never asked me to like try to get him for an interview or anything like that
1: so i think sean respected that and like that he was a bucket list one Chris Van Vliet is a bucket list one, that would be awesome, because, I like we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation, he's an inspiration to me as an interviewer. Tom Campbell from Cultaholic is a big one, because he's another inspiration. Uh, Simon Miller is another big one, I think that would be cool. Uh, they're sort of the main three at the moment.
0: I, I don't want to blow up Sean's spot here too much uh I know when he he tweeted that it was a thing of just like he had been doing so many other just like projects that were non-fightful adjacent and I think he was just burned out on a lot because he was saying yes to like everything yeah and so yeah. we said yeah and so he said that and then he just became a little bit more selective and obviously he has people that he has a lot of respect for like yourself and so he didn't have an issue doing that interview so i think when he put that out there it was a thing of like he was saying yes to anything and everything and he was just he was burning himself out with everything else he has going on and so he was like all right please i gotta slow down a little bit
1: which at the start of this conversation we talked about because i went through that a lot right so i fully respected that and but i also grew up in a household we have a catchphrase in my house and we have it on our front door which is if you don't ask you don't get right for sure. So I basically threw it out there and was like, "If you want to, great. But if you don't, no hard feelings."
2: Yeah, yeah. the worst he's gonna do is just block you. I mean.
1: <laughs> I was really <laughs> hoping that wasn't gonna happen, I know.
2: I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally uh,
0: kidding. He totally only blocks kidding. people if they're if they're jerks and stuff. Tom is the furthest
2: thing I know. from that. So that was the that was the <laughs> joke. Yes, that was <laughs> a, everyone everyone. Everyone knows that, that Sean blocks people. That's the only reason. I, I, yeah, I'm think obviously he's not going to he's, he's not he's not, not going to block a friend of ours who's asking if he wants to do an interview. That's much different, obviously. So I just, no, that, yeah. that's cool.
1: You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if it happened, great. But if it didn't, no hard feelings.
0: I'm gonna get you blocked by Sean Steven Jensen. That's gonna be my next goal.
1: Hmm. I thought you were talking to me you. then. I was like, no, I,
0: Tom. I like you. I like you. I'm not gonna get you blocked let me get Jensen blocked just for the bit (laughs) van Vliet would be a good one Van Vliet is someone that I think everyone who does interviews like has an amount of respect for because he's interviewed seemingly anyone and everyone and he's such a good conversationalist as well and there's a lot to be learned from Chris Van Vliet
1: Mm, yeah and I feel the same with Tom Campbell if I'm honest like because he did a great show I haven't seen an episode in a while he did a great show called Desert Island Graps on the Cultaholic podcast feed. that
0: yes that's a very good interview series for people who have not checked that out
1: mm, and that's one that I'm like I just want to sit under there learning trees selfishly you know what I mean
0: for sure and get Desert Island Graphs, for those who who aren't aware the concept is basically he interviews wrestlers and he says like, what are the three matches if you're on a desert island, the three matches that like you, you would be taking with you. And then they talk about the match and how it affects them, you know, whether they were part of it or whether it was something that they, uh, that stuck with them as a child, anything like that. So it's a really great concept that, uh, that they do over a cultaholic with the desert island grab. So that two good choices that with them, Lee and Tom Campbell, Sean Ross up,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: sure. Sure, he's a wrestler now, from what I've heard. Like he's not yeah, an interviewing it
1: uh, which is quite funny because when I interviewed him, a segment that we talked about was, "Will you ever wrestle again?"
0: Mm. It's. I mean, he-
1: I. Sorry, Jeremy.
0: No, you're fine. I, yeah, he got in the ring. He attacked Shazza McKenzie, friend, friend Shazza McKenzie, fellow Swifty Shazza McKenzie. Now I don't know if he's gonna wrestle again, but he's being a jerk to a Swifty, and I don't appreciate that.
1: Mm. But as I say, uh, that that was one that was like, that was a bucket list. And I'll always be like, I put this quote out recently. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like, I will always be humble for everything I've got because I know I could always have less. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I feel so lucky to be in the position I'm in. And it's almost like, I do feel like, I do pinch myself every time I do an interview because it's like, I'm gonna wake up sooner. It's gonna be like, none of this happened and it's still going to be 2021.
0: You're always great about posting, uh, inspirational quotes on your, your timeline. I don't think people understand just like how much other people sometimes need that kind of stuff. And Mm. so I appreciate that, that you do things like that.
1: So that started as obviously I have a care company that works for me, right. Due to my medical needs and that started as a, just a way to keep my friends motivated, do you know what I mean? Like my friends in the yeah. care company, it was like, you know what, I've got friends across the pond now and I've got friends on Twitter that might need some motivation, do you know what I mean?
0: For sure. Yeah, so yeah that yeah.
1: was the initial idea. And it was almost like, they make me smile, they might make others smile.
2: Is um, is there anything else that you have uh, like kind of your mind on as far as like the boxing seems to be going really well is there anything else that you've thought about like maybe that's similar to boxing or another like hobby or anything that you you think you might be able to get into like now that the boxing is going so well
1: hmm. i don't know because i i like movies i like tv it's like i don't really have time because sure i try and go out with my friends so every time awesome. i try and make time for the girlfriend and bits like that i try and I still consider this a hobby. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And it's yeah. still Like this is still fun to me. And this is something that I will fully say. And it's like, if this stopped being fun, you guys talked about it. I would just disappear. My Twitter would be deactivated. The last few episodes were there and poof. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean with that. I feel the same way with having the, you know, me and jeremy joke a lot about stuff on the show and like um i'm just on here occasionally i just do like the week you know thursday mornings and sunday and then you know whenever four times a year when when uh the impact pay-per-views are around Degrassi dudes occasionally me and jeremy have talked about some maybe some stuff for overbook but i feel the same kind of way dude like um i can play it as cool as i want to like on screen or whatever but a lot of the time after an interview or like after we talk to a wrestler or something i'm like that's really cool that like thousands of people get to see that we just talk to this guy or this girl, or, you know, we don't discriminate non-binary whatever, like, like whoever we get to interview. Like, I just think it's really cool that uh, that like, we have a platform where we can, we can use a platform to help kind of get other people's stuff out there too. So like mm. I just, I think it's just cool. Like with this little bit of power that we have, I feel like we're doing a lot of good with it. So that's um, and I I like agree. the same. So,
1: and you talked yeah. about that. One of the most interesting conversations I've had recently, which will air in a few months, is i had a good friend of mine on that has nothing to do with the wrestling media but is a massive wrestling fan i was really curious to know how does he balance his fandom with being at college how does he balance his fandom with it's called wrestling with real life that's what the episode will be called how does he balance his fandom with real life and it was like that was such a cool conversation
0: looking forward you never know Yeah. yeah and you know again you never know when you talk to these people like what kind of stories uh they have to share so it's always interesting to to learn about people whether it, obviously we're wrestling centric but then you learn about life and everything which is really fun and sometimes the most fascinating stuff when it comes to these conversations mm, Tom, I agree Tom two more questions for you uh one who would win a hypothetical street fight between Cody Rhodes and Eddie Kingston
1: A match
2: technically happened, yeah. Cody won. Thank you. It wasn't a street fight, though.
1: Yeah, I guess it, it was.
2: was. It, was, yeah.
0: it,
1: was, a no DQ match. it was, sorry, man, but it was a no DQ match.
2: Thank you, Tom. Thank you for setting the record straight on that. You're the first person to actually say that on the show, by the way. We've asked many guests. First person, so thank to be you, wrong about this answer. First person to bring up truths. <laughs> um I agree. So Cody is—is is that your official <laughs> answer? Street fight, Eddie Kingston, Cody Rhodes. You got Cody. Mm.
1: Yeah. So Cody Rhodes won because that match happened.
2: I. I there we go. Okay. Second
0: question. We'll get you out of here on this. What's the coolest thing in your room, Tom? Yeah. If, if, if there's any like way to get.
2: It.
1: Just yeah. The cool.
2: The oh, yeah. The coolest thing in your room. I don't know if if it's near you. If you get it. Hold like, that's
1: I will be two yeah. seconds.
2: Yeah. Perfect. Okay. No problem.
0: Can't believe Tom is over here using an official AEW match that, to answer this question. Cannot
1: reach. Mm. Sorry. Cannot reach.
2: Oh that's okay. Reach. That's okay. Tell us about I it. Yeah. Tell us cool, about it.
1: I have two cool things. And this is shout out to the inside the ropes crew, Kenny McIntosh, Jen Louise, and all that crew. Great I people. got some two years uh, two wrestlers last year. Kurt Angle and William Regal. I have a signed 8x10 by William Regal, and I have a signed, I think it's like a poster from Kurt Angle. I did two amazing trips, one to London and one to Manchester with my character that wasn't a wrestling fan. His name is Luke. Shout out to him if he watches this because he's like a brother. He's like a brother to me. Uh, shout out to him. And, like, I've converted him into a wrestling fan now because of those trips. That's awesome.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's on the ropes. Cool inside the ropes crew kenny mcintosh one of the nicest people uh in the sport so yes shout out to to both of them
2: i want to ask you just because it's sure i'm very curious about this real quick before we get out of here have all your caregivers always been like really supportive of like the wrestling fandom like that like the, guy, the last guy you were just talking about yeah because they, awesome.
1: they're one of the people that they're the thing i'll say about cataracts they're great people and it's like they are the people that they just want you know how some carers are obviously in it for the money i'm sure, sure. they experienced that no they are 100 not and they just want us to pursue our passions and like especially with what i don't want to say us disabled people quote unquote but us especially with the people that I had to isolate during the pandemic do you know what i mean sure we yeah. had two years of basically being told you can't do this so now they're like go and do it go have fun you know what i mean
2: yes that's awesome very good that, that's good. great to hear
0: yeah for sure well, tom thank you for joining us today let everybody know where they can find you at
1: thank you for having me guys like this has been awesome yeah you're welcome yeah, yeah we appreciate we
0: can,
2: it plug 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 all your stuff
1: yeah put yourself so, over dude <laughs> the good people can find me at tom talk on twitter they can find my youtube channel tom talk fresh they can find the rest podcast on BodySam.net wherever you get your podcast, and on the body net YouTube channel and Jeremy can I plug this will it be out yet but you know it
0: should I mean? be out it, it should be out by the time everybody listens to this if you want to plug it
1: so I did a pilot show for overbooked with Rob Wilkins called I love uh called loving wrestling which is basically where I will have a guest on hopefully monthly if the show does well right Jeremy
0: yes yep
1: uh basically because wrestling is a very toxic negative place i want to know sometimes it can be sometimes it can be great uh, i want to know why does my guest love wrestling
0: okay the the first episode is up now on five Flover books with rob wilkins so everyone can can go check that out and there will be monthly episodes where tom talks to various That's people one thing about I
1: will say. my career would not happen without Rob Wilkins because he has been so good to me. Do you know what I mean? He's a great guy.
2: Yeah, yes. Rob, Rob's awesome. Yeah. Um, He's been and a guy uh, that's
1: like, you can do this, man. Do you know what I mean?
2: Good, yeah. Yeah, Rob's a great guy.
1: Before we back this up, is that okay?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sure.
1: The night I was recording my Sean Ross Sapp interview, I had a small panic attack. Oh, no, no because I was so nervous, right? And it's the first time I'd been nervous in, since I did an interview, probably since the Adam Pachitti one, right? So I basically text Rob and said, look, I might have to text or message Sean and be like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Like, it's making me too nervous, do you know what I mean? Next thing I know, uh, Rob sends me a Zoom link, like, let's talk, let's, let's uh go over your research let's calm you down do you know what i mean because you can't because you worked too hard for this opportunity so nothing but love for rob Wilkins. nothing but love for you guys thank you for having me on guys this has been a blast
2: yeah awesome that's a great story Very, rob's a great dude he's uh, definitely a great dude and um that's a great story that's great to know and also make sure y'all check out the interview that tom's talking about it's available tomorrow if you're hearing this on thursday during the spotlight it's available on Tom's YouTube channel. Check it out. Tom talks rubbish, Sean Ross app interview. That's huge. That's huge. Good for you, man. Will there be
1: links to my stuff? Yes, below yes. in
2: the description yep. of the video. Yep. Subscribe
1: Everyone, check out.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: subscribe. Everyone, check out all the links below. Uh, follow Tom on Twitter. Check out his YouTube channel again. The links are in the description. Everybody, Tom, thank you again for joining us here today. Guys, we will be right back here on the spotlight.